0: yes yes and what happens to most people is they get right away trapped in the problem solving reality of how and i'm here to tell you you don't have to worry about how you have to get crystal clear on what you want that clarity is the power and the universe or i want to call it the quantum physical field the infinite field of possibilities will present The circumstances, the people, the conditions, the opportunities that align with that true choice. When you are clear on that true choice, the how takes care of itself. The how shows up
1: Hello and welcome back to the Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and today I have the pleasure of having on the line uh, Gunther Mueller. Gunther, are you there?
0: I am here, Matthew. I mean Richard. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I've got three first names. It's always uh, it's always confusing. It's Richard William Matthews and people always laugh at me. They're like, how did you get three first names? I'm like, I don't know. It just, it just happens. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, pleasure <laughs> so, to be here on the Hero Show. Excited to have an amazing conversation with you.
1: Yeah, me too. So uh, you said you were calling in from just north of Phoenix. Is that right?
0: Yeah, a little town called Anthem, Arizona, where the theme is Life in Abundance, was created in 1999.
1: Have you, guys, uh, have you guys hit that, you know, 140 degree weather temperature for the summer that we all know you have out there?
0: It doesn't quite get that hot. We, in June and July, we had, you know, 123, 118, stuff like that. We're down in the 90s now with a little bit of monsoon season, some rain, so a little more humidity right now.
1: Yeah, uh, we're out in Florida right now for you know, those in the audience who are um, following where we're traveling. So we're in central Florida and it rains here every afternoon at like three o'clock. You can set your clock to it. It's kind of fun. Nice. So yeah, so what I want to do before we get anywhere is just dive in a little bit to who you are in your bio um, and then we'll start talking about your story. So you are the founder um, of the Develop Your Magnetic Mind. Um, so the Dream Life Masters, is that right?
0: Yeah. So I created Dream Life Masters, which is comprehensive coaching. Uh, There's a guy named Chris Duncan who actually developed the Magnetic Mind Method. He's out of the Gold Coast in Australia. So I'm uh, one of the few certified coaches in the world teaching his method.
1: Awesome. So what I want to start the show off with is to find out what is you're known for, right? What is it that you do and who do you do? um, Who do you do it for?
0: So in my life, I've uh, reinvented myself several times as an entrepreneur. So I started off in the food distribution business. I've been in solar. I've been in coffee. I've created America's Freshest Coffee. And uh, you had many gyrations. Most recently, I was in the medical space for about 10 years working with hundreds of physicians, working in the healthy aging industry, optimizing health. And um, that's been an exciting field. And that led into, look, mindset and growth in, the, in our mindset is really most important. Everything, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a private citizen, uh, mindset is everything and how we manifest the reality that we're having. So all of my entrepreneurial experience, all of my business acumen, I'm in the venture capital space right now also. So there's, there's a lot of things that I do that give me a very cool viewpoint in helping people understand how to get what they want, how to get the results that they want in their life sooner than later.
1: So most of what you do now is helping other entrepreneurs achieve their goals through, I assume, is it like uh, one-on-one coaching or group coaching?
0: I do group i do some one-on-one in the venture capital space of course looking at companies that need to get to the next level so reviewing business plans understanding how to take things to the next level based on 30 years of experience doing it for myself
1: yeah, absolutely so um what i want to start um get into first then is your origin story right how did you get like you know, i want to hear the story of how you went through all, all these different businesses to get where you are now. Um, So what we talk about on this show is, you know, every good comic book hero has an origin story. And it's a thing that made them into the hero they are today. Um, Were you born a hero or, you know, were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you get into serial entrepreneurship? Um, Or did you start in a job and move into the entrepreneurship later in life? Um, But basically, where did you come from? So
0: I grew up in New York City, left there at about 18 years old. I was a real fanatic about skiing. So I moved to Colorado to get close to the bigger mountains, went to the University of Colorado, for that first part of my life, you know, I followed the rules. I did what my parents said. You know, get good grades. You got to do these things to, uh, to, to make it in life. But there was always this nagging voice in the side of my, in the back side of my head that was saying, "Look, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be an easier way to do this." So, getting a job became very unacceptable to me. And uh, having to create my own path in life, creating my own income, being responsible for my own thing is is the path that I took very early on. So in the beginning of my my entrepreneurial journey, I learned how to sell meat and seafood door to door. And I did that for 10 years. And uh, the guy that trained me on how to do that, he said, look, if you can do this, there's nothing in life that you can't do. Because let me tell you, I've taken more no's in my life. I've had more doors slammed in my face. I've had... More times people tell me no than tell me yes. And, and at this point in my life, I've sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of products. Okay, and I've started several great companies, launched them, sold them. Um, it's been an amazing ride, amazing journey, but it, it started with the ability to learn how to sell.
1: Yeah, so where was the, uh, the first place that you learned how to sell? What was that first like experience?
0: It was in Colorado. I had been uh, in the seafood industry up in Alaska for many summers. I learned a lot about seafood, its distribution, freshness of it. And uh, these are the the days before Costco or Sam's Club or something like that. I built the distribution route of about 3,000 customers that I saw every six weeks. So all repeat customers, people that I delivered. Uh, Great products, too. And uh, like I said, did that for about 10 years. At the end of that, I turned it into an online company. So back in 1997, 1998, when people were just getting email addresses or getting comfortable with putting their credit card information online, I I turned it into an online company. and was competing with companies like Omaha Steaks and Balducci's and Feltzer Brothers, you know, big mail order companies. Those were the first companies that easily kind of slid into the internet paradigm. Uh, because they were big mail order companies and they knew how to ship and they knew how to deliver stuff to people's homes.
1: Yeah, and so that was your first distribution stuff. And then you said you moved from there into coffee and then the medical space?
0: Yeah, I first moved into restaurants. I had this bright idea as an entrepreneur that instead of me going to see my customers, I'd rather my customers come and see me. And so having been from New York, I was a New York pizza aficionado. And I met up with another entrepreneur in uh, Colorado that was bringing, you know, New York style pizza by the slice. It was on the campus at CU Boulder where I had experienced it. And I had lived in Littleton, Colorado, and it was literally what I call an entrepreneurial seizure. I, I wanted that pizza delivered to my home. So I opened a store and I just did it. And I didn't really think through it very well, but that was the beginning of a 14 year episode owning multiple restaurant locations and uh really following the principles of being a business owner not working in the business or being a business operator but really learning how to be a business owner
1: awesome so uh, just out of curiosity since you've been in so many different like business spaces over your entrepreneurial career just looking back on it what's your favorite space that you were in One that you like, look back on, you're like, that was a lot of fun.
0: You know, they were all a lot of fun to create. My personality is one as soon as it's created and soon as it's done, I want to go on to the next thing. So I'm not a good manager. I'm not a good one to stay after it's like built and it's up and running and it's humming along. And my personality gets very like tweaky, and I'm like, all right, on to the next thing. And that's, It's kind of why I like the venture capital space because I get to look at a lot of projects. I get to look at a lot of great ideas and you know, determine what deserves kind of funding and what doesn't, what's going to make it, what's not going to make it. So I I love that creation process, which is why I'm here to share what I'm sharing now because to me, it's about creating. It's about creation. I believe we're all super conscious creators. We just don't know how to do it. And when you learn how to do it, um, it really changes the whole fun in life. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I feel like that's a really good segue into perhaps your superpower, right? And we say every iconic hero has a superpower, whether it's a fancy flying suit made by genius intellect or super strength or the ability to call down thunder from the sky. Um, in the real world, we have what I call a zone of genius, right? And that's either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with, or you developed over your career. That really help energize everything else in your life and the way i frame it for people is that if you look at all the skills that you've developed over your career there's probably a common thread that ties them all together right and that common thread is where your superpower lies so with that framing what do you think your superpower is in business
0: well i know that my superpower in business is to take the complex and make it really simple for the layperson to understand so in my 10 years of working in the medical space, I was able to take the very complex nature of hormone optimization, nutritional optimization, and working with medical professionals and their clients or patients, I was able to take really complex things like thyroid optimization, testosterone, estrogen, vitamin D3, B12, and all these things, and really talk to a patient and help them understand what optimization was all about and why they needed to do it as soon as possible so getting lab work done was really the impulse and then interpreting that lab work through a different set of eyes or through a different lens so my my superpower has been to take the complex what i'm doing now is taking the the complex of the quantum physical reality and bringing it down into five practical action steps that anyone can take to create the life they love, so that's really my superpower. Take the complex and make it really simple and and possible for you to take action now.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that. I like the I call that, that I call that skill or that superpower the ability to put the cookies on the lower shelf. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: I so like that. You take from up here, you put it on where the kids can reach them, and they can get the cookies. Uh, so, I want to talk about a couple of things that you you mentioned in there. Um, and one of them is what you do now in the metaphysical physical space, the five steps. Um, and one of the things I've been learning a lot recently about how human beings and sort of everything is energy and how energy moves uh, and how like all sort of, like all quantum states of matter are measured in energy if I'm understanding that correctly. So I'm really curious to see how you're applying that to entrepreneurs and achieving goals. So I don't know if you want to, take a few minutes and talk through those five steps briefly or like i, I don't know how to answer that or ask the question well enough because i don't really know the space I know. well enough to I, ask a I, get, I get what
0: you're asking i totally get what you're asking so here's it in a nutshell okay the, the personal development movement is broken because it's been requiring us to go back and fix ourselves to get what we want and i'm here to say you're not broken there's nothing to fix and success is not personal Success is all about the structure in the quantum field. It's all about understanding the five steps, which is true choice, creating a structural tension, getting into the emotion, the end result. And what's new and revolutionary, what I'm sharing with your audience today is this 15 minute magnetic mind recode, where we literally download an update into the subconscious program that allows the identity to shift so that the current reality can be different. See, if the identity never shifts, if the identity never moves, and we have a lot of self-sabotaging identities that we've built over a lifetime, which creates a stuckness or an oscillating nature in our experience. A lot of the entrepreneurial experience is three steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, half step back. We never quite get what we want, and it's like we can touch it, we can taste it, we can smell it, but it doesn't stick and we can't have it, so we get snapped back. We're getting snapped back to our identity that we've crafted over a lifetime. And when we understand this structure, we can make that change and we can manifest different results.
1: So what's the process of making the change, of changing your identity?
0: So what has to happen is that that subconscious program that we are either aware of or unaware of needs to change. Think of Windows 10 running your computer or iOS running your computer. Every once in a while, they send down an update. You install the update, you restart the machine, and now the machine hopefully runs in a more efficient manner. As we grew up in life with school, parents, socialization, we adopted or installed certain choices that we made to reduce pain and increase satisfaction in our life. That's the general human condition. We want to reduce pain and increase satisfaction or pleasure, right? So we do that in three big buckets. We do it in the area of money, we do it in the area of love, and we do it in the area of health. Those are really the three big buckets. And there might be a fourth bucket that's like miscellaneous where some things don't fit. But generally, the human condition is one in which we want more money and freedom and abundance. We want more love and intimacy and better relationships. And we want more vibrant health. And when we look at the conditions that we have and where our problems, quote unquote, lie, it's in one of those areas. And so we've been taught through our life to solve problems. This goes to like our goal setting. We've been taught smart goals where we we put a goal down, we we choose the five steps to solve the problem, and we put a date next to them, and we sign the bottom, and we make a commitment to achieving that goal. What happens? The date goes by, and we still don't have what we want. So we become kind of depressed, and we may even get to the point that goal setting is a waste of time or it doesn't work, and it's not for me. And I I just can't have what I want. And so we go back in the personal development movement thinking there's something wrong with us. There's something we need to fix to have what we want. Or we need to get better or more capable or more worthy or good enough to accomplish that which we want. And I'm here to tell you, you're not broken. There's nothing to fix. It's just a structural makeup in the mind that relates to the identity. And we just need to get the identity to shift. So that we can actually attract that which we want into our personal experience.
1: It reminds me of one of the concepts that um, I teach when we're doing uh, educational materials, and we use a, a frame, a framework that's like, hey, at the beginning you you have, uh, you have what I call the be, do, have. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's where 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 someone is before they go through your training material, and you we you repeat that on the other side. It's like hey, they're be, do, and have, and you start with, with who they are, right, who they are now. Um, And you know, it's either things that they, they are that they wish they weren't, or things that they wish they were that they, um, that they aren't. Um, And so that's the first part, because when you change who you are, then the next part is it changes what you do. Um, And so we go through we talk about like things that you have to do that you don't want to want to do or things that you wish you could do that you can't. Um, And when you change what you do, then it changes what you have. Um, so the have is again, same thing. It's, it's either things that you wish you have that you didn't or things that you have that you wish you didn't. Um, and we sort of frame those all the way through and, but you always have to start with the identity, right? The be part of that.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. I love the be, do, have. I just don't like the amount of problem solving that you have to do in the paradigm that you just laid out. So I am more about Making a new choice and that is choosing what you love. What is the end result? What is the experience you'd love to have? And not focusing on really how you're going to get it done because what we focus on grows. And if we're focusing on how we need to be something or how we need to do something or how we're going to get to have what we want, we're still in the problem solving reality. And this is the fundamental structural shift. Look, success in anything is not personal. It's completely structural. And when you learn how to shift the structure, this is truly the only way that we actually get what we want. There is no other way to get what we want. We have to shift the identity. And when we learn how to shift that, it opens up the doors to what we would love to experience, what we want more than anything else. The problem in our life is that we're focused on too many things. There's so much noise, and we're not sending a clear signal of what we would really love to the field of infinite possibility so that we can actually collapse the one possibility that we want into our present moment experience. So there's a confusion. This is why we manifest and we do create a lot of things sometimes that we don't want. It's because we're focused on what we don't want rather than what we actually really do want. That makes so
1: sense I, I kind of want to um I want to connect something that I thought about while you, while you were talking talking about that. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but um in in the world of storytelling and particularly heroes the the structure of a story is what makes a story good, right mm-hmm. And so we hear you' may have heard like the hero's journey um, and a story that's told, even if it's told poorly, right like the acting isn't good or the filmography isn't good, but if you nail all the parts and the structure of the story, people will still enjoy it. That's why um, you can have like cult classics on stuff like that are just low budget films that don't turn out well, like from a cinematic standpoint, but everyone loves them because they hit the structure of the story right. And I feel like that's it's, it's that's that's right. a, a good metaphor for what you're talking about, that the structure right. is more important than the form.
0: You are correct. So when the structure is right, the results can be had. Okay. And the structure is very much about in the mind, the mind likes to resolve tension. So we need to give the mind some tension. This is actually step two in the magnetic mind process, which is we need to look at things just the way it is now and the way we'd love it to be the way it is now and the way we'd love it to be without judgment. One of the key principles is that the future is not going to be better than the present. The future is just going to be a different experience. And when we, when we label it as just being different, not better, we release that energetic connection to the current reality. Because we have to find a contentment and a gratitude for what is now. Because the truth is, you created what is now. And so to classify it as bad or not wanted or anything like that, is not profitable it's not serving the current need all you want to do is choose where you'd love to go instead of having a problem with the way it is now
1: yeah it reminds me of one of the things um you know because we travel all the time and one of the things people ask me about is like how do you deal with the you know the the good and the bad that comes with traveling right because it's it's a very up and down kind of life um and everything from like jumping off waterfalls with your kids in the middle of the afternoon to, you know, the fuel pump dies when you're on the side of the road in the desert and there's not cell service or anyone to help you for hundreds of miles kind of thing. Like you have both of those experiences. And what is interesting is once you start living your life that way is, I, I call that the texture and contrast of life, right? Where a lot of people are, they're trying to, they're trying to keep everything good. So they're trying to keep it all sort of like steady in the middle without realizing that like, it's all good. And it's part of what makes your life interesting. It doesn't really matter if, if, if it's perceived to be a good experience or a bad experience. When you look back on them, they create the stories that make up who you are. Um, you know. Yeah, I,
0: I would suggest to you that a life that was completely problem free is not a life that you would love. Because by nature, we are creative. We are creators. If there was never any challenge or never any problem to overcome, it would be a thoroughly boring life. And that is not a life that you would choose or want. So the truth, what we're seeking for in the human experience is more of a flow state where we can turn our thoughts into things and our desires kind of come up. And we can actually manifest our desires and again it's not personal it's totally structural that when you learn how to do that one thing and actually leverage the quantum physical truths of the universe look einstein said there's only two things in the universe there is information and there is energy be careful what you wish for be careful what you focus on because that's what's coming at you right so we just need to create The discipline or the mindset or the understanding of the structure as to how to focus on more consistently than not that which we want. So this applies in entrepreneurship. What kind of a business do we want? Do we begin with the end in mind? Because many entrepreneurs have created companies and created businesses that they wind up hating. They wind up not liking their creation. They wind up not liking their business. It destroys their relationships. It destroys their marriages. They wind up bankrupt sometimes at the end of the game anyway. It's because they really did not focus on the end result of what that business was supposed to do or what it was supposed to feel like when it was done or how it was supposed to support them at the end when it was created.
1: That's, that's a, a brilliant point. And it's um, my, my turn of phrase for that is you have to be careful of the monster that you're building. That's right. Uh, and, and my, it's one of the reasons why in my life, because like when I, um, and when I got really good clarity on that, when I had my son, um, which he's going to be 12 now, so it's been a while. But he, uh, uh, when, when he was, my wife told me we were pregnant with him. I remember telling her, I was like, I'm going to be home every day for lunch with him. Um, and every decision in growing my business and starting companies and stopping them all sort of like fell on that, hmm. where it was like, if I, if, if the growing my company in this way meant that I was not going to be able to be at home with, at, at lunchtime with my son, I wouldn't do it. Uh, and you know, it's led all the way to the point now I run a couple of companies and we travel full time and, you know, I, I average like four to six hours, you know, a day, um, four days a week working on two different companies um, and that kind of stuff, because it's all just sort of come to that one rule and knowing this is what I want my businesses to do for me. I want them to allow me to choose to be at home at lunch with my kids if I wanna be. Uh, So I don't know. Yeah, you bring up a great point
0: there. I call it, imagine your perfect average week. Imagine what you're doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and really see yourself living that average perfect week. So in your case, a true choice or a true desire was, I want to be home for lunch with my son. It's just a choice. It's a, it's a non-negotiable in your world, right? Mm-hmm. So everything else had to be created around that true choice. And when you set that intention and you get behind the emotion of that true choice, You are setting it into the field, into that quantum physical field. That possibility existed for you. What you did was because you focused on that being the reality that you chose, you drew that present moment reality into your life and you've maintained it. You have kept it as part of your life because it was a true choice for you. And it was non-negotiable so you put the emotional energy behind it you put the intentional choice behind it and it actually manifested into the ability to run two companies through intentional choice
1: yeah and it's it's one of those one of those things that like i've i like i don't have a framework for that and it's really interesting to see that you like that's what you're teaching is you're teaching that framework because people ask me like how do you do this i'm like I just made that choice yes. and then everything else sort of filters through it um, and it grows and it becomes, it be, sort of becomes its own, its own like portion of your reality, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so that's a great example, actually. So you almost unconsciously created that reality for yourself. Cause like you're saying, you don't have the framework. You can't really point to how you did it, but you come up with the magic words that you just chose it. And that's what I'm here to share with people. Our power in the present moment is the power of choice. We've just not been taught to choose what we love. We've not been taught to choose what we want. We make choices out of default. We make choices by the process of elimination. We make choices by consensus. We make choices by a whole different ways, but we're not really choosing what we want, what we love, what we'd love to experience. And truly that makes all yeah. the difference in how life
1: yeah. and we're, comes about. We're taught through our stories and through our education and through our politics um, and through all sorts of various things that we are a victim of our reality instead of creators of it.
0: That's right. Um, we're, in, we're in reactive mode. We are reacting to the reality that we see presented to us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a, like 180 degree view shift to understand that, Hey, we're not, we're not a, a a like I don't I don't know how else to put it a victim of reality. We are the creators of our reality, um, and that's where you have you have to be the responsible for the decisions that you make and realize that like if you don't like where you're at, you can change it.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and what happens to most people is they get right away trapped in the problem solving reality of how. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to worry about how. You have to get crystal clear on what you want. That clarity is the power. And the universe, or I want to call it the quantum physical field, the infinite field of possibilities, will present the circumstances, the people, the conditions, the opportunities that align with that true choice. When you are clear on that true choice, the how takes care of itself the how shows up
1: so here's my question for you how do you learn to make a true choice um and i don't know if that's if that's a smart way to ask that question or not but the 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 thing that i see people struggle with is they don't know what they want they don't know how to figure out what they want so how do you get to that point where you've made a true choice um and i like that that phrasing the true choice because it's something like it, it like it's part of your soul kind of thing
0: (laughs) yeah we could call it true choice true end result true desire right different words resonate differently with different people but the how to do that is you really need to get some quiet time you really need to get a piece of blank piece of paper out in front of you. you really need to think about that perfect average week Project into that future self of who you are. Now, this happens in the imagination. A lot of us have to, you know, exercise the imagination muscle a little bit. It's not a waste of time. It's not idle work. Some people think, oh, I need to be busy doing my business. I need to be busy growing my business. It is more important for you to imagine what your business should look like or needs to look like to give you that life that you love It's more important to do that than to do the busy work of your business. Because until you've developed the clarity of what it is you truly want, you're going to manifest chaos. You're going to manifest more of what you don't want. Let's face it. Look, what if it could be easy to manifest and create the business of your dreams? It doesn't have to be hard. We've just been told that it has to be hard, that you have to work your guts out as an entrepreneur, that you have to make sacrifices as an entrepreneur. You have to do all these things potentially that you don't want to do to get what you want. It's not true.
1: Yeah, I can tell you that's not true (laughs) Uh, because if my business lets me do everything I want. Um, but so a couple of things just on that. I like, I like the perfect week thing. One of the things I did a number of years ago was, I don't remember who encouraged me to do this, but they're like, sit down and, and like write a story of your perfect day, right? Like all the way from waking up till nighttime. And I wrote that out. I, it's like three or four pages long and it's like my perfect day. I'm kind of thing. And what's interesting is over my life as my life has changed and I've had children and we've had different successes in business. My idea of what my perfect day is, has changed and shifted. Um, so I think one of the key points is understanding that, like, what you really want is allowed to change um, and grow Absolutely. as you do. Um, and I think the second part that's really important to note about that is that's such a valuable uh, experience to go through, right, to to actually figure out what you want your life to look like, right? So currently, um, and when you get good at it, when you start doing it regularly, at least that portion of it, something I do all the time, is... You start okay, to talk year. about your life, not just to yourself, but to your partner, to your kids, to your close friends, to your um, business people that are your mentors. And essentially like, hey, this is the life that I'm looking to build right now. This is what I'm where I'm going. Right? So, for instance, in my life, we travel full time. We're in an RV. Um, our next step is we want to buy a 50 foot sail yacht and sail port around the world. And there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for that to to work out for us, right? A 50 foot sail yacht costs about a million bucks. Um, and I know I know exactly like how many clients we need in our business in order to afford that. I know how much staff I need to be able to be able to take two or three week trips to go, you know, if you're gonna go across the, the sea, you're not gonna have internet connections, my business needs to be able to run itself. Right. so there's a lot of things that go into like, what does my ideal day look like? It's, you know, in the future, it's on the back of a yacht with my kids fishing, Whatever it is we're doing, I don't know exactly how what it all looks like at this point, but I know that's what my next goal is, mm-hmm. um, and I talk about it to everyone, right? So all my kids know what it's like. They know what the day is going to be like. We we do everything from um, we'll take a, a day sail trip when we're in, you know next to the ocean and just hire a captain, and be like, hey, can you teach us how to sail for the day? Like teach my my son and my daughter how to how to run the boat, uh, right. and it's all all sort of geared towards knowing hey, that's where I want to go. So everything that I'm doing and thinking about is sort of fitting onto that that next step We're yeah. kind of manifesting that.
0: So here's here's the trick, right? The trick is for everybody listening that you can have those dreams, you can have those ideas, you can set those visions, set those goals. And what typically happens, and you're going to feel this in your body, there's a resistance to having it. There's a resistance yeah. that comes up, okay? And it could be the egoic mind that says, you know, look, you know you can't accomplish that. You know if that's a big stretch goal or that's something that's just way out there, it's going to take years or it's going to take this many employees or it's going to take this kind of dynamic. And man, that's really huge. That's a that's a big stretch. And a lot of people will opt to just continue to play small or just accept that mental self-talk that comes up. And that is the identity speaking. Because the truth here is, you know, even though it may be possible, the question that your egoic mind is asking is, is it possible for you? And the truth is the egoic mind likes the status quo. It does not like change. And it does everything to keep you safe, to keep you in the status quo, to keep you okay, like surviving this thing we call life. And that's what the conscious mind does. And it's running under the subconscious program where things have been installed into that program of basically what you have permission to do, what you're allowed to do, what's possible for you. And so the real trick here is this structural identity that needs to be changed, that needs to shift what's actually possible for you. What are you allowed to do? What do you have permission to do? And if we think about our extended family, friends, uh, all the influences that are surrounding us in our life, it could be the news, it could be just media in general, it could be social media, it could be everything that's impacting that identity and defining what is possible for you. And this is why the structure is so important. And it's the only way to manifest what you want. You obviously have done a good job in your life of manifesting your desire, right? Of becoming clear on what it is you want. And then taking the obvious action steps. Obvious action is step five in the magnetic mind method, where... You actually have to be in momentum. You have to be moving in that direction. You have to make obvious action steps that are in alignment with that true choice. You're not just going to sit on the couch and manifest a a Ferrari in your garage just by thinking positive mental thoughts or saying a million affirmations in your mind. You, You actually have to take some obvious action in the direction of that thing you say you want.
1: Yeah, and one of the most most powerful parts of that obvious action stuff is they don't even have to be big that's right right like it's just like little things and so like i i used to think as a young entrepreneur a lot a lot, lot of years ago that the more i worked the more i would get accomplished um and i found that the reverse actually to be true right. um but what's what's interesting is that now i generally i have one maybe two things on, on any given day, that I'm like, I want to move this forward, and very like I don't even have like every day of the week. It's just like two or three days of my week that I'm like I'm going to move something forward on my business. And sometimes it's as little as I'm going to write the headline for the next blog post. Right. Right. Um, I'll get to writing the introduction on my next day that I work on this. Um, and you realize that it's just a little bit of progress stacked over time, um, is is uh, exponential growth. That's right. Um, and so it's so obvious,
0: yeah, it's obvious action, like take it in the health space, right? Somebody that wants to be more healthy and more vibrant, you know, an obvious action might be to drink more water, to hydrate a little bit more, to eat, you know, less fast food, to uh, figure out how to move your body a little bit more, tiny, tiny little steps, but they're in obvious alignment with the end result that you desire, that you want, right? Right. If you never take any action in that direction, and again, it doesn't mean joining a gym, let's say, and working out five hours a day, five days a week, you're not going to be able to keep that pace up. I don't care if you've got willpower, motivation, whatever it is, it's not going to last. So your point is excellent in that, look, an obvious action does not have to be a big action. It just has to be aligned with the true end result, with the true choice. It's moving in that direction. You know, knowing how much a 50-foot yacht costs and let's say what kind of features and bells and whistles you want on the yacht and visualizing your son and you fishing off the back deck of that yacht. These are the seeds that get planted into the field of infinite possibilities. And you're focusing on that one possibility. And over time, you're drawing it into your what? Personal experience, into yeah, your present moment
1: experience. I, I think the second part of that is giving yourself enough time to make a little progress every day. Because one of the, the mistakes I see a lot of particularly entrepreneurs make is we shift gears way too soon um, before we've gotten you know, the thing that we said we wanted to to drive for. Uh, and either, you know, like you mentioned earlier, maybe it's that ego popping in and saying you can't do it, and you actually st- started believing it or something. Um, but one of my early mentors, he said, we vastly overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and vastly underestimate what we can accomplish in 10. Yeah, would that Um,
0: be uh, one Tony Robbins? I think Tony Robbins is known for saying that.
1: Probably. Um, So, like I said, if it's Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. I don't remember who it was, but I remember hearing that as a young man and being like, I I just need to push towards what I want over the long term um, and realize that 10 years is enough time to become world class at anything.
0: That's right. And you bring up a good point, which I like to use the words. There needs to be a graciousness about manifesting that which you want. I want to implant the thought to the listeners right now to use the phrase as soon as possible. Because our traditional goal setting methods of putting dates on everything and demanding that something be done in a certain amount of time does not serve us. So if you really want something and you really want to accomplish something, if you just set the timeline that I am moving towards this and I will have this as soon as possible and knowing that the universe or the quantum physical field is aligning the opportunities, the circumstances, all the how that needs to be developed for you to have that experience, And there's a graciousness with it. You just, you know that it's coming. You know that you're bringing it into you. You're taking the obvious action steps to move in that. You're refining your capabilities, your knowledge, your know-how, your relationships. All these obvious actions are what is drawing that ultimate true choice, that ultimate end result, that ultimate desire into your present moment. And as soon as it comes into your present moment, it actually moves into your past. And your past becomes evidence of the fact that you can do it, that you can yeah. manifest it, that you can create it because, you know, the old saying hindsight uh, is 2020, right? Yeah. So you look back and you say, Oh, I did that.
1: Yeah. That's one of the, uh, one of the things that I like recently in my life, I, 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 I probably within the last year or two started going back and looking at all the things that I set out to do 10 years ago and realized I've done all of them and yeah. some, yeah. um, and you realize that, like, when you work that muscle of here's the thing that I want to do, and then you just jump off the cliff and do it, right? I, I call it parachute building. Right? You learn to build the parachute on the way down. Um, that you you do that over and over again. You realize that, like, you can accomplish whatever you want. Um, you can do whatever you want. And the 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 thing that um, I think has been really um, powerful for me to understand is that it's more about the journey because we enjoy desire than it is about the end result i'm going
0: to suggest i'm going to suggest that we enjoy progress
1: that that's a good way to put it yeah
0: we we enjoy the journey we enjoy not so much the end destination or achieving let's say the success but the human condition is one in which we enjoy being in progress, experiencing progress, things moving forward towards where we want to go. Because how many times have we accomplished something or gotten the goal that we wanted, and we get there and we say, okay, is this all there is? You know. And so we get the high for a couple minutes. Maybe it's getting that new car. Maybe it's getting that new house. Maybe it's getting this one thing. And you're like, oh, okay, I got it now. And it's kind of sometimes a letdown. It's kind of like, oh, I'm here, now what? And you move on to the next thing why because you enjoyed the process of achieving it the process of getting it the process of moving towards it that's what the human spirit really enjoys really loves
1: yeah yeah so like one of the things that i've started to do in my head with things is like things that i want enable experiences that i want that's right um and so everything from like we wanted to buy an RV. We've now, we're all like on our second RV. We've been traveling for five years. And I remember we talked about it for five years and did the whole thing ahead of time, the same sort of process until we were able to do the first, get our first RV. And then you get it and you realize that like, well, now we have it. And well, RVs break and you have to fix them. And you have to like take care of them and all the other things that go along with it. You're like, you, you know, before you have something, you have the, like this pick, perfect picture of what it's gonna be like. And then you get there and the reality is different. It's always different. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you realize that like, as soon as you've accomplished something in order to actually like in, enjoy it, you have to like, what's the journey that you're doing with it? Like, where are you going? What's the progress you're making? Um, in our case with the RV it's we're trying to hit all lower 48 states with our kids and we'll have accomplished that in about five years time. And then, so we're talking about the yacht is our next thing. And it's like, we'll get the yachts going to have the same problem, right? It's we're going to get it. It's super cool to think about. And once you got it, now you've got all of the, Life problems that go with being a yacht owner.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know uh, what they you know what they say about a boat, right? It's a it's a hole in the water that you throw money into.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. RVs are the same way. Um, for anyone yeah. who's curious about that. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's it's yeah. it's the uh, the next step. So, I want to I want to move on a little bit and talk about your fatal flaw in business. Um, so you know, just like every Superman has his kryptonite or Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad, probably something that's held you back. Um, For me, it was a couple of things. One of the things I struggled with for a long time was perfectionism, right? Like I wanted to get something exactly right before I'd ship it to market, which meant that I had no real standard and never shipped anything to market. So it was a terrible standard to help help myself to, had to learn how to overcome that. So in your experience, what is a flaw that you have struggled with and how have you worked to overcome it? So our audience might learn a little bit from you.
0: So my kryptonite is impulsiveness, so the opposite of your perfectionism, all right? So I have tended to move too fast. I think a lot of ideas are great ideas, and when I see an idea as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh, let's go do that. Let's jump on it. Let's do it. And my, my kryptonite and my flaw has been in not contemplating the outcome enough, but not, not really visualizing that end result. So my love for the creation, my love for creating something new, overcomes, let's say, a little bit of the thinking of, okay, what's this really going to be like? What's this going to feel like? How does this affect the other aspects of my life? How does it fit into the puzzle? How does this really manifest a life that I love in all aspects? So my thing has been impulsiveness that I've had to rein back in a little bit.
1: So the obvious question is for people who struggle with that, how have you done that? How have you learned to rein in your impulsiveness, your impulsiveness so that you're, you're actually following through? through it it, it
0: comes really from the school of hard knocks, okay? That, that education is priceless because you don't like the way it feels, right? So when you don't like the way something feels, you learn from it. And trust me, the, the, the road to success is paved with failure, for any entrepreneur or any business owner that doesn't get that, look, you learn not in your success. You don't learn from your successes. You do learn from your failures. You learn what not to do, how to do something better. I've done that before and I don't want to do that again because I don't like the way it feels. I, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not how I want to live my average perfect week. And so. You know, there's not, let's say, some three-step algorithm that you can go through to insulate yourself from impulsiveness. If you're an impulsive person, you learn through being impulsive and seeing how that results in your life. And then here we come back to the word, you choose something different. You make a new choice because you have this experience in your life, your power is is in what you choose next. It's not that you screwed up eternally or you're broken or you're, you, know, you need to be fixed or there's something wrong with you and you're not getting the results that you want. It's becoming absolutely clear on the next choice, on the next thing that you're gonna attract into your life.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm not sure why what you just said reminded me of this particular thing, but uh, one of the things I, I learned recently from my health coach well, um, and I think this is, it's kind of a, a beautiful thing, is that every every cell in your body is new every, like, I don't know what the the date is, like, every six weeks or something like that. Um, and you probably know better than I do. But we're talking, like, you get a new heart every couple of months just about if, from a cellular level. It's, like, completely rebuilt. It's a, uh, it's a little longer
0: than that. To get full cellular regeneration in your body is a complete cycle of about seven years.
1: Seven years. So mm-hmm. everything rebuilds itself. Right. Like, and, and the only thing that it takes to change who you are is making different choices. Yes. Right. And so it works in your body. It works with the outcomes in your life. It works everywhere that there is no, like, uh, it, it, you can't permanently break yourself. Um, <laughs> from, from like, I mean, obviously, you know, from the big thing, so you could cut your leg off. That'd be bad. Um, we don't know how to regrow legs yet. Um, but for the most part, your body can rebuild itself. You can rebuild your life. Um, you, you haven't made choices that have ruined who you are, if that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah. Even in, you know, medicine, we have regenerative medicine, you know, we can use stem cells and exosomes and all different kinds of things to regenerate body tissue or regenerate cartilage or regenerate, you know, bone tissue. And And we know from neuroplasticity that the brain does regenerate itself. I mean, we actually can put a camera on it now and watch the brain actually reconnect itself. You know, in a state of meditation or in a state of positivity versus a state of negativity, old habits versus new habits, we've actually observed the brain change like disconnecting certain synaptic connections and attaching new synaptic connections and this is the base of our habits the base of our emotions the base of our thought this is very scientific what we're talking about today this is not our opinion we've got 40 years of research that've been done on this that this thing our brain we have a we have a head brain we have a heart brain we have a gut brain and when you look at the biology and you look at the epigenetics of our physiology and all of that Yes, you can regenerate yourself, you can regenerate your mind, you can generate your habits, you can regenerate anything, and it starts with a choice.
1: So one of the things that I'm curious to know, sort of like what your experience is, because something I've, I've been looking into is biofeedback and the ability to train the conscious part of your mind to like influence what the subconscious part of your mind is doing in your body. Have you, have you uh, researched that at all or looked into it? Well,
0: that's a, that's a great lead-in question and why the Magnetic Mind Method is a revolution in the personal development space. Because everything that's happened in the personal development space is, if this is your subconscious mind, let's say, just this flat line, it's the Windows 10 program of your being and what's creating the results that you have in your life over and over and over... And most of the work that we've been taught to do is going from the conscious mind and trying to recode the subconscious program so that we get different results. In the magnetic mind method, step number four is called the magnetic mind mental recode. It takes about 15 minutes what we're doing is we're going from the superconscious level. So we have three states of mind, conscious, subconscious, and what I'm going to call superconscious. Some people call it the soul. Some people call it the higher self. There's a million words for it, but I'm talking about that highest aspect of yourself that is and always has been connected to the field. It knows everything you've ever done, every emotion, every choice, everything that's ever happened to you. It already knows it doesn't need to be told. And so when you ask the superconscious side of yourself, to recode a portion of the subconscious programming, the answer is always yes, no problem. It knows exactly where to do it based on the true choice, the true desire, the true end result. And what happens is the resistance to what keeps you from having what you want kind of melts away. It's a letting go of the resistance. And this is why the recode is such an important part and why it is a true revolution In the personal development space because you know what if quote-unquote fixing the problem or fixing ourselves is actually very easy if we just create that identity shift we get the structure right and we ask that highest version of ourselves which I'm going to call super conscious to come in see the end result that you desire see the current reality and it already knows what's in the way of having that and it just kind of melts away that resistance you get into that flow state much faster.
1: Absolutely. Um and uh I like I like a lot of the uh the metaphors used there. It reminds me of um you know in in the uh the Christian worldview we talk about the um the spirit the soul and the body. Yes.
0: Um
1: so the spirit being the connection essentially to to God or to the higher power. Yeah, um, to the Yeah, to, to the, the divine, the, yeah, to, the the divine
0: to the infinite, to all that is, right? To that yeah. huge field.
1: Yeah, to to the to the to the universe. Anyways, that's um it's that super conscious word that you're using is something that I feel like not a lot of people really understand that we are actually those three parts, right there. Everything is, it all sort of fits into, uh, a. I don't know what other words to you to use other than like a tri-unity. Uh, okay. But we have, um, you know, like we, we call things like, this here is your uh, super sternal arch or notch, and then your substernal notch, because super just means above and sub is yeah. below. Um, so if we have your mind, you have your subconscious mind, your conscious mind, and your superconscious mind. So like the words I think are perfect, if people understood how they worked, but yeah, that's it's it's talking about that's your your spiritual connection with the divine. Um, and I, I, wanna I, I want to make a point.
0: I want I want to make a point though that you don't have to be spiritual to do this. It is just yeah. a quantum physical reality. All right, the science now has shown us through massive experimentation that we do have this superconscious aspect of ourselves we just don't know it, we don't remember it, we don't spend any time exercising it or connecting with it. So even though the religious faiths of the world encourage us to be one in the spirit or to connect with this spirit side of ourselves, life is so busy. We live in a microwave generation now, we want instantaneous results. And look, most of us are not willing to do anything different to get a different result. I'm here to tell you, you actually need to do something. You need to change the structure. You need to change the identity. You need to change that relationship with this super conscious side of who you are to manifest different results. And I think all of the yeah. gurus of all of the faiths around the world have all been teaching the same thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have come to that conclusion recently. Also, one of my favorite things that I picked up recently was a uh, a whole set of documents that the CIA just released. Um, or was was taken out of, um, what do they call it, declassified from top secret stuff. Right. And I started just reading through some of the things because there was some stuff on biofeedback and, um, and working on being able to connect with the superconscious mind, which is, I don't think they were using that terminology, but that's what they were talking about. And yeah. they were studying how to connect with the superconscious mind 40 years ago in the CIA, trying to work on being able to communicate essentially across oceans telepathically via that super conscious stuff and like we're having success doing it 40 years ago which is insane to me Uh, but but, you know nobody knows that that's kind of stuff that's being talked about or being tested Um, and we have like real world scientific proof that that stuff happens
0: i'll tell you the main experiment that really proves this out in the quantum physical space the particles and you've heard them called photons and quarks and they got all kinds of crazy names right in quantum physics what they know now is that the particle does not exist until the intention of the observer comes into play meaning the particle shows up when the observer or the scientist intends to work with that particle meaning accelerate it or observe it or try to split it or whatever it is they're doing so that just shows the conscious creation, that manifestation, that it's really the intention of the observer to see something where the field actually collapses and that thing actually shows up. Now, when you extrapolate that science or that theory, or that mind blowing stuff, you have to ask yourself, well, how do I use that to get the results that I want? Right. It's nice to have it as a theory. It's nice to study it in some, you know, high level physical science. But how do i use that in my life to get what i want and that's what this method is all about it's the practical application of these science like you said the cia has been working with this stuff for 40 50 years and that's what i'm telling you this is not my opinion this is based on scientific evidence and experimentation and fact that you do have this connection to this super conscious self and what we need to do is learn how to leverage that how to connect with that how to change the structure. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to stop manifesting the things that you don't want and manifest more of what it is you do want. When you learn this one trick and learn how to change the structure, look, life just becomes easy. It becomes turning thoughts into things. It becomes a flow state. It becomes just you know loving and creating a life that you love.
1: Yeah, and you know it, it. It just. You know, when you were talking about the uh, science experiment, the thing that popped into my head was we we have this phrase all the time in personal development that perception is reality, and like it's not it's not just a, a turn of phrase. Like that's actually how life works. <laughs> um,
0: picture picture life as a holographic movie. Imagine that you've been in the movies before. Imagine you step into the screen. Imagine that you're the director. You're the producer. You're the screenwriter. You're the scriptwriter. You're everything. You handed everybody their parts. You are creating it as you go. That is information and energy manifesting together and creating a holographic image, which is this three-dimensional experience that we experience. And so it's through this power of choice, connecting to the superconscious, recoding any stuff that's going on in our subconscious that no longer serves us, which allows the identity to shift because the identity needs to be 100% congruent with the reality. And in order to have a different reality, the identity needs to shift so that it can manifest a new current reality. So it's really simple and it's really doable for anybody that wants to do it, wants to learn how to do it.
1: So I think that is a good segue into my next question for you, which is about your driving force, your mission, Um, right? So, uh, you know, just like, Batman fights to save New York or Spider-Man fights to save, uh, sorry, Spider-Man fights to save New York, Batman fights to save Gotham. Um, Or, you know, Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you fight for with your business?
0: Well, through my business, my passion is to impact at least 10 million people. And it's been that for a decade and I've already impacted tens of thousands of people. And, you know, 10 million feels like a big number. Maybe one day it'll expand to 100 million or something like that. But right now, 10 million... Feels possible, let's say, in the second half of my life to really. And what do I want to impact? I want to impact and inspire people to take action to change their destiny, to finally take charge of manifesting their destiny, whether it be in optimal health that I've been doing for a decade, in teaching people how to you know, naturally alleviate the symptoms that plague their physiology. That's been a very rewarding experience. Literally tens of thousands of people uh, lead better lives and the ripple effect into their families and all that is just very satisfying to me that I knew, I knew that I, so I'm not really the hero. I'm more of the catalyst. I'm more of the mentor. I'm more of the, 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 the character in the show That is kind of like Gandalf or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm just pointing you in the direction and showing you a method, but you need to do the method. So you need to become your own hero in your own story, taking charge and taking action to change your destiny. If you're not happy with where you are now, if you're not happy with the results that you're creating in your life, I'm telling you that you have the power to change it. But you need to take some action to learn how to do it. And I'm sorry, they don't teach it in school. They don't teach it in college. There's no course you can really take to learn how to become a super conscious creator to manifest the life that you love.
1: So I love that mission. And the next portion of my my questions, I generally ask people about the Imperials Tool Belt and practical tools that help them grow their business. But I kind of want to focus a little bit more on something really specific than tools that help your business. And talk about some of and just sort of leverage some of your expertise in the health space and talk about some practical tools that entrepreneurs could be taking advantage of to improve their health, right? Some of the the basics that you sort of tell everyone at the beginning of your conversations about improving their health. What are some of the the top, you know, one to three things that you're regularly trying, like tools you're using to help people improve their health and sort of take that next step and manifest their best health in their life?
0: Yeah, great, great question. So I've I've worked with hundreds of medical professionals over the last 10 years going into their practices and having real quantum or I want to say paradigm shifting conversations because in the allopathic medical model that we find us in, it's basically described as, look, there's a pill for every ill. If we watch TV at night, yeah. you're going to see, you know, 15 drug commercials telling you to ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. And you get 15 seconds of the benefit and 45 seconds of the side effects that could potentially happen by taking this drug. And, you, you know, I scream at myself. It's like, why do they even put this stuff on TV? Why would you even take that drug? Look at the potential side effects that come along with it. It's not worth it. When,
1: it's like death is always on the list, too. Yeah, there,
0: there's death and all kinds of scary things. Like, why would you take that? And so I'm more like, look, the body has the innate intelligence to heal itself if you give it the raw materials it needs to do that. And so root cause of why we're not vitally, vibrantly healthy is because our food supply has been jacked up over the last 50 years. So there are deficiencies in our food supply. I'll give you an example, there was 98% more iron. in a a head of uh, spinach back in 1933 than there is today. There was 60% more vitamin C in an apple than there is today back then. So even though we're eating, let's say organically, or we try to eat at whole foods, or we try to eat natural foods, the actual nutritional content that's in those foods is deficient, even if you're trying to do a good job. So unless you give the body through supplementation, through real nutrition, Uh, the raw materials that it needs, eventually it's going to express itself with symptoms because the body is a hugely compensatory device. It borrows from Peter to pay Paul. It robs calcium from over here and magnesium from over there, essential ingredients, right? So the three steps that I would have is, number one, get your hormones checked. As you age in life, if you're past age 30, you need to find a physician that will actually Do the hormone panel the right way, read the lab slip the right way, and interpret that information. I want to tell you this. Look, being normal on your blood work is not where you want to be. You want to be optimal in your blood work. And I'll give you one example, vitamin D3. The range on a lab slip is anywhere from 20 to 100. The average American will test out at 20, 25, 30, 35. The data over the last 10 years has been, if your D3 level is below 50, you have a 50% increased risk of all types of cancer. Women have a 50% increased risk of breast cancer if your D3 level. And this is in the data. This is in the literature. This is not my opinion, okay? This has been written up in the medical journals that any physician in this country can read. But they don't they just read headlines they don't really dig into the information and know how to practically apply information so that one thing right there getting your d3 level through supplementation up over 50 for the remainder of your life can actually give you a 50 percent reduced chance of getting cancer now who wouldn't want to do that little things like iodine supplementation zinc magnesium some essential minerals Why are we mineral deficient? Because our ground in which we grow our crops is mineral deficient. It's just that simple. If it's not in the plants and it's not in the foods that we eat, where are we going to get it from? All right. So we got to take that stuff. So it's things like looking at your hormones, looking at your nutritional intake. And look, it's about getting proper sleep and rest. In the American culture, we're go, 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 and we think doing more is better, and we gotta fight, and we gotta, look, one of the best things that you can do for your health and for your physiology is get six to eight hours of sleep a night. And the truth is, you know, 60% of Americans don't sleep through the night. And I'm telling you, Ambien is not the solution. Taking a drug for it is not the solution. You got to find the root cause as to why you can't sleep at night. And when you do that, there's all kinds of regenerative health effects that happen from just having a great night's sleep. So those are the top three things that I would do to improve your physiology overall.
1: So I want to take a little bit more time and talk about the sleep, because I know that one's a huge issue that a lot of entrepreneurs particularly struggle with. Everything from the I can't turn my mind off when I lay down at night to, to like actually go to sleep, I have too many ideas, too many things going on, too many things to worry about, to, you know, it's like stresses or whatever. Like there's all sorts of things that keep people from sleeping all through the night. Do you have any suggestions for entrepreneurs who might be struggling with getting that six, eight hours of sleep every night?
0: Well, this comes down into that quiet time. Like how do you prepare yourself to go to sleep at night? Are you watching the news? Are you absorbing a bunch of digital information? You know, that light that's coming off these digital devices is stimulating your mind to stay awake. The stressing over what happens tomorrow look, there's a simple process in look, today has enough trouble of its own, and tomorrow will be there. And every ounce of worry that you spend today is not going to really change the destiny of tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own trouble and you can deal with that tomorrow. So it's a conscious choice again. If you've done your best today and you know you've done your best to do what you can do, then you should be able to put your head on your pillow at the end of the night and say, look, I did my best and take a rest. It's just that simple. You, you have to get to this practice of letting it go. And people say, oh, I can't turn my mind out. You know, melatonin is a nice supplement. Many people have tried that, may not get the result. It's also related to the dose. Look, the difference between medicine and poison is the dose, all right? If you're in a hospital, if you're in the emergency room and you've been in a bad car accident, tell me how much morphine you want. All of it. You want <laughs> as much as it's gonna to take to remove the pain. Some people need less, some people need more. So melatonin is that same way. So even though the recommendation on the bottle is to only take so much and you say, oh, it doesn't work, maybe it's not enough for you. Everybody has a threshold in their body where their receptor sites pick up enough of a substance to have the results, to have the consequence, right? We make melatonin naturally in our body, but because stress and adrenal fatigue and we just keep going and going and going, you know, I I meet people all the time that haven't had a vacation in five years whatever reason that is can't like can't rest the machine for a second you have to take care of your body and some people don't value it until it breaks and so valuing your body before it breaks is one of the best investments you can make i know you want to invest in a 401k and you want to invest in the stock market you want to invest here and you want to invest in your house you want to invest in a nicer car and you totally do not invest in your own physiology My recommendation, my opinion is you're making a big mistake because most people spend most of their money in the last five years of their life and it's due to health issues. All right. So having a preventive mindset, really learning what you can do to optimize your health and vitality and choosing it, choosing it and allowing this infinite field of possibilities to show up and give you the circumstances and the opportunities the understanding the knowledge of how to optimize your health is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself as an entrepreneur because if you're not mentally strong and you got brain fog going on and you can't think clearly and you're trying to be creative and you're trying to invent something new you can't do it if your body's not cooperating so the best thing you know abraham lincoln said look if i had Uh, Ten days, I forget how much time he said it to chop down a tree. I would spend the first six days sharpening my saw Or sharpening my axe. Okay, it's sharpening the axe It's really getting your tools ready getting you ready in your mind your body your being So that you go into the entrepreneurial world you go into your business that you are in a whole different place And arming yourself with these tools, understanding how to become super conscious, understanding how to be healthy and vital, understanding how to do these things so that you are in an optimal place to take on whatever challenges, whatever problems, whatever, and and maintain that creator stance. Look, One of my favorite choices is I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I just choose it. I didn't say I'm the only creative force in my life. I said I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. And then what do I need to be that? I need to be it before I see it in the world. And it starts in the imagination. It starts with contemplating being that predominant creative force in your life and choosing it. And look, many times people need a coach in the beginning to help them accomplish that, to help them see what they don't see, to give them the insights that they need. Look, anybody that's ever accomplished anything great in life has had a coach. Oprah Winfrey, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, you know, anybody that you've seen that's accomplished great things, they've had somebody speaking into their life and helping them get it done.
1: Which, by the way, I think is proof of the whole superconscious connectedness, because we can't really succeed without the help of others. Um, so,
0: yeah, no, no the, nobody is thing. self-made. Nobody, nobody has achieved any great level of success on their own. Okay, nobody's figured it out on their own. They've all had help. They've all had guidance. They've all had somebody speaking into their life, showing them a better path, showing them a better way to go. So.
1: And now, a quick word from our show's sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. The struggle ends now, introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done for you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there and now back to the hero show that's a perfect segue into my next question which is about your own personal heroes right and we say every hero has their mentors frodo had gandalf which who you mentioned earlier luke had obi-wan robert kiyosaki had his rich dad um spider-man even had his uncle ben and i want to know who were some of your heroes were they speakers authors peers who are a couple years ahead of you uh coaches and how important were they to what you've accomplished in your life
0: Yeah, you know, some of my heroes and people that I listened to a lot back in the 90s when I was uh, building my seafood distribution business and all that, I spent a lot of time in the car, and the car became my university. Remember cassette tapes? I had hundreds of cassette tapes. And so one of the most powerful speakers was people like Les Brown. You know, Les Brown just had that message of, look, if you're going to fall down, fall on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up, you know, and be hungry and go for what you want. Do not let fear slow you down and your capabilities. Just go out there and do it. You may skin your knee, you may fall down, you may make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Do it anyway. And guys like Zig Ziglar, these are some of the older ones, and of course the Tony Robbinses and all the powerful motivational speakers. I've listened to them all and taken a little bit from every one of them to install in my thing. And the other role model that I had in my life was my dad. He was an electrical contractor in New York. And he's the one that really gave me that entrepreneurial spirit. He was self-employed, he did his own thing, he created his own schedule, he always was responsible for his own paycheck, he took great care of our family. And I just saw that as a as a role model in my life that I wanted to emulate that.
1: Absolutely. So I think I wanna to get to the last and probably the most important question that I ask to any of my guests is your guiding principles. Right? So one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code, right? For instance, Batman never kills his enemies, he only ever puts them in Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, I'm gonna talk about the top one, maybe two principles that you live your life by.
0: So the top principle is integrity. I think it is the most important character trait that we need in this world is integrity. And integrity means keeping your commitments and doing what you said you were gonna do even when no one is watching. And it's missing in our government. It's missing all around. It's the reason we have corruption. So in our businesses, in our personal lives, really in every aspect of who we are. To me, the top character trait or the top value is integrity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I wanna, I'm going to take just a second and brag on my son a little bit because I had I had a bit of a moment with him last night. Um, talking about that uh, that exact thing so yesterday afternoon I had to have a discussion with my daughter about integrity um, and succumbing to peer pressure and um, she's only seven and so I don't really have a lot of expectations for how she's gonna handle peer pressure because she doesn't have a lot of experience with it yet so she made some wrong choices and I told her I was like I'm not upset with you but in the future when you run into this situation here's how you should handle it right so sort of setting what her expectations should be Um, and my son heard that conversation i was having with her um and came up to me later um i was like i feel like i i understand what you were telling her now more than i did before and he proceeds to tell me like the other day he was out with his friends on um on our scooters and i had given him like here's here's where you can go um right which is a pretty wide berth for him um at his age that i had given him that he could go go those places and he was off somewhere with his friends and his friend's like, hey, let's go this way, which was outside of the bounds. Yes. Um, and he told him he told his friend who's older than him and he looks up to and all those things and no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, because like that's that's not outside of the bounds my dad gave me. Um, and he could have gotten away with it, right? If he like no one would have known. He he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have um, gotten in trouble, no one would have found out about it, that there was nothing going on. Um, he just didn't do it he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and hang out you know over here um by himself without his group of friends right Um, Right. and then he didn't he didn't tell anyone either because he realized there was no gain for him right like it would have just been a negative for his friends and it would have been a positive gain for him and he didn't do it so he just he just kept quiet about it um and moved on and and i like i had a bit of a moment with him i was like i was really really proud of him because that one thing, that integrity thing, that's one of those things that'll take him further than anything else in his life. To um, me, it's, is it's to be the same person when everyone's watching than when they're not.
0: Yeah, to me, it is the essential ingredient of character. And if you don't, yeah. you know, I guess, tangle or think about your integrity, this is in your relationships, in your business, in your health with yourself. I mean, look, when no one's watching, What are the choices that you're making? They need to be based on integrity because to me, the two most important questions you need to ask yourself is who am I and what do I want? And if integrity is not underlining those two questions, you're gonna manifest and you're gonna create some chaos that you don't necessarily want. It will eventually come back and get you, all right? And I don't wanna, you know, speak bad things or anything like that, but integrity is essential. And probably the second thing after that, I would call accountability. There's integrity and there's accountability. So in business, it's about you know, delivering on your promise and not shortchanging short your client and over-delivering you know, what you promised and creating quality products that actually produce, let's say transformational results. It, it starts with integrity and then it becomes by accountability. And then the third one would be dependability in my world, in my mind.
1: Those, yeah. those yeah. kind
0: of stack upon themselves.
1: Yeah, it all starts with with integrity. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I think that's basically a wrap on an interview. Um, But I do finish every interview with a simple challenge, um, which I think is actually how you ended up here. Um, And I call that the Heroes Challenge. And we do this to help us get access to stories we might not otherwise find on our own. Um, So the question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on our show?
0: First person that comes to mind for you um one of the first people that comes to mind is a guy named brian who i've just known over the last couple years has had great success in the vc financial world and the reason why i admire him is because character is probably the first three things that he looks at when we look at a company or we look at a business we want to know who is in that business, more than the spreadsheets, more than the numbers, more than the concept. The first three things, number one is character, number two is character, number three is character. And because if we don't have that, we're probably not going to have a great deal going forward. It's it's so contingent on the people and, again, this integrity thing. So I would look to this guy, Brian. I think he'd be awesome on your show to really talk about that hero's journey just because of the 40 years of experience he has in the financial world and looking at companies, you know, way back from wall street uh, through many gyrations of his own company, reinventions of his own company, and just seeing the markets change over 40 years. It's a perspective that is rare. And to really, you know, hear from someone like that is uh, kind of a very cool thing.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll reach out afterwards and see if maybe we can get an introduction, get him to come on the show. Um, But, In comic books, there's always the crowd of people who are clapping and cheering for the acts of heroism. So analogous to that as we close is I want to know where people can find you, where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak, um, and say, hey, um, Gunther, where can I go to get your help? And I think more important than that is who are the right types of people to reach out?
0: Yeah. So the the person, the right type of person is to reach out to somebody who's just resonated with this conversation. They they know they want more. They know they want a different result in their life. They bang their head against different programs, tried a lot of things, didn't get the success or the results that they wanted. And they're kind of at their end of their rope. They've tried everything and they still don't have what they want. For those people, I'd say go to Dream Life Masters. I have a, I have a morning ritual program there because it starts with Getting some new habits. You can download that for free and um, just really go to dreamlifemasters with an and get that morning ritual because it starts by creating some new habits. And there's also a link there to join a webinar that I have, which goes through the science, the manifestation, the creation, and all that kind of stuff. And then for people that would love to try a recode session, I have another place they can go to. It's called Quest for the Quan. Q U E S T F O R T H E Q U A N, QuestForthequan.com. You can spend some time with me at a at a very reduced discount. Cause I, I only do this for podcast listeners because a podcast listener has already listened to our conversation. And I don't need to spend a lot of time going through all the groundwork. Yeah. So I'm gonna make them a great deal. Um, in being able to have the experience of the five steps, do a magnetic mind recode, have them feel the shift of their identity and how that really feels in a practical sense. And the word Quan comes from Jerry Maguire. It's a movie where Cuba Gooding Jr. was telling Jerry, look, I want the Quan. What's Quan? Quan, that Quan was the life he loved, it was everything it was respect. It was family. It was relationships. It was money. It was sports. It was the whole picture of life. What he called it, the Quan. And I've always resonated with that word. So that's why I call it the quest for the Quan. Just quest for the Quan dot com.
1: Yeah, I pulled it up here. Um, and so Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us today and going through as much as you did and as detailed as you did with some of those things. It was a fascinating conversation. Really appreciate it. If you are listening to this and you resonated with this conversation, definitely reach out dreamlifemasters.com or Quest for the Quan. And he's got he's got his one on one session up there um, with a massively discounted rate looks like. So anyways, I do appreciate that. Um, Is there any final words of wisdom you have for my audience for this uh, stop record button?
0: the word of wisdom is look you are super conscious already you're creating your reality and you just need to know the structure to create more of what you want in life creating the life that you love is possible you just need someone to show you a couple of tricks and get the structure straight that's what i have to share
1: thank you for being here today
0: all right my pleasure thank you so much